Dylan Bates is one of YouTube's most popular Final Cut and Motion trainers with over 43,000 very loyal subscribers. And there's a reason for that. He's smart, entertaining, and incredibly compelling with topics like 10 must-have plugins for Final Cut Pro 2023, object tracking, generating captions, instantly remove backgrounds, learn Motion 5 in 12 minutes, and so many more. Some people are born to share their talents with us, and speaking with Dylan was fun, inspiring, and incredibly energetic. I know you'll feel the same way. Stand by. We'll be right back. It's time for OWC Radio, Tech Talk with Creatives, Conversations with host Serena Catania. Hi, Dylan. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. I'm so glad that we finally could connect. We've just both been running all over the world doing all kinds of wonderful things. So where are you today and what's happening in your life? Yeah, you know, I'm in Southern Oregon. That's where I'm based out of and born and raised here. So I'm I'm staying close to home and I've just been editing my life away as we editors do. We don't get to see the sun much. So I've just been working on a few different projects. Uh, one is kind of a, a large performance, which my wife takes part in. And that's been a ton of fun. And they let me go crazy with visual effects and stuff. So I've been loving editing that. And then I've also been editing on a TV show called The Chosen Unveiled. And I've been doing a lot of graphics work and stuff with that. And also my my dad's a filmmaker and my brother's a filmmaker. So we've been all kind of collaborating and editing on that together, which has been really fun. Okay, so I'm going to unpack some of that. Tell me, first of all, about your wife. What does she do? What's the performance about? Yeah, so my wife is a, an amazing ballet teacher. She's just the, the absolute best. And she also dances at the studio that she teaches at. Oh, and what is her name? Her name is Mary. Her name is Mary. Does she go use your last name? It's Mary Bates. She does. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to be really curious. Where can we go to find her online? Oh, you know, I, she doesn't have much of an online presence. Okay. She's just kind of, I guess I've linked her on my personal uh, Instagram page, but yeah, she, she doesn't do much on the internet. She kind of leaves that to me. Smart woman. Yeah. <laughs> Smart woman. You know, I'm debating the whole social media thing, to be honest with you. Um, you know that I I've uh, I've deleted many apps off my phone and then I'll install it as I need them and then re-delete them and it makes life a lot better when you're not getting a thousand notifications a minute. So yeah, and next thing you know, you got all the apps back on. Right? right? Yeah, I know it sucks you back in, and you're like, how how did that get there? So <laughs> I actually had a moment a few months ago where I was saying to all my friends, I am getting rid of my iPhone. I'm gonna get a flip phone. And then I started looking into what I would have to do and how I would live my life. And I thought, okay, I, I'm just going to indulge this addiction. And it is what it is. What can the, I say? The worst part with the flip phone is the keyboard. I mean, once yeah. you can get past the keyboard, you could manage pretty well with the flip phone. But then everybody else has to deal with the, the green text bubble. And, and then you just get a bunch of flack for that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like, you know, your maps. Oh yeah, that's true. Your maps you and everything. You don't yeah. have you don't have all the navigation maps, and everybody else is using the different. I don't know. That's so, very true. <laughs> you're a social media king. You just started your YouTube channel during the pandemic, right? And you're already what? Last time I looked, almost forty one thousand. Yeah, I should probably cross forty one thousand today if uh, if all goes well. So yeah, it's you know been quite the journey. I am on social media. I love YouTube, 
but I I really have a disdain for most social media. So it's it's kind right. of a weird job to navigate trying to figure out how much time I'm spending on this platform or that platform. So I spend 95% of my time on the internet on YouTube, which also sucks my life away, but I can at least make a living there. So it's okay. <laughs> well, that's your, that's your living, right? So let's talk about your YouTube channel. Why do you think you became popular so quickly? I have an answer for that, but I want to, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Cause you that. know, ah, oh, that is a, a good question. It is the consistency that's huge on YouTube. Um, I do feel very lucky that people have kind of they enjoy my personality and I think that helps a lot. But yeah, I've been very lucky, especially you know, opportunities like this where I get to talk with you and, and share what I do on YouTube. Not everybody gets recognized for what they do on the internet. So right. I personally have been very lucky to to have those opportunities and i'm very grateful for that but i'm not sure the one reason why my channel's doing better than other people's channel <laughs> i i just chalk it up to luck i guess sometimes you are you're so adorable i think it's because you're really smart about what you do and you give a lot of amazing tutorials and people need that people need to learn and you just kind of get in there and you're answering their questions in a way that's easy for them to digest it's really important do you promote your youtube channel elsewhere or did you just let them come to you i you know i used to try and post it here on facebook and twitter and stuff but um i've just found that the audience that i want is on youtube i don't really care so much about pulling in audiences from other websites youtube right. does an amazing job of serving up my videos and so i've just found that i the audience grows stronger and more organically if i just stick mostly to youtube here and there, if there's a video I'm, you know, really excited about, I'll share it on another platform. But for the most part, I just really try and and focus on YouTube. I put all my eggs in one basket, and so if the ship goes down, I'm gonna have some trouble there. But <laughs> but that's kind of been my primary focus. So you know what? We probably should back up a minute because I am taking for granted that everybody listening really knows who the Final Cut Bro is and what he does. So tell us about the, what does a channel do and who's it for? Yeah, so, well, of course, I call it the Final Cut Bro, which I thought was a genius pun. But yeah, I teach primarily video editing and um, I really try and unpack Final Cut Pro specifically. And then I also started taking a dive into Apple Motion, which is software that is you know, really underrepresented on YouTube. So I took it head on and uh, I've been really trying to unpack Apple Motion in a way that people can utilize both Final Cut Pro and Apple Motion together. And it's been a really powerful combination because even when I started my YouTube channel, I had maybe 10 hours of experience in Apple Motion. So it's not only made it so I can share it with everybody, but it's also completely changed my world and how I edit by learning Apple Motion alongside Final Cut Pro. I'm going to have to take some of them. I'm going to have to watch some of those, actually. <laughs> I'm not very good in motion. That's the the statement I get all the time is like, I bought Apple Motion so many years ago, and it's just been sitting there. And I mean, it's an easy buy. It's 50 bucks and it's from Apple. It's got to be a good program. But um, but people open it and it's really overwhelming and they don't know where the usual buttons are. But once you dive in, um, it's it's seriously it's 10x my editing speed. And uh, it's just been such a joy to unpack and, and learn this new software. It's not new, but learn it in a new way for me. So that's, you know, been a huge advantage, I think, also for my channel. 
So like one of the latest, uh, tell us about a couple of the latest motion tutorials you put up. Yeah, so um, recently I did a tutorial taking one of Apple Motion's very best animation tools. It's called the Motion Path Tool, and it's just super easy, point A, point B, and you can have beautiful easing on the animation. And, and well, you know, this is filming at oh, home. You got dogs yeah, barking. Puppy. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> Call him over here. I want to Straight, see. Him. Oh, he's <laughs> he's beyond the door, but <laughs> he's you know what? He's protecting the home. <laughs> Mine does that too. Mine does that too, actually. And and if anybody comes near the door, you're gonna hear her just going nuts in a minute. Yep. I think also, I don't know if yours was last night was July 4th. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Very scary for the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt so guilty because I wasn't home and I put on all this classical music and yeah. music. I put on music for dogs when there's fireworks and I had 24 hours of that going. And then in my bedroom where her bed is, I had another another YouTube video going. Oh, smart. But when I came home, I felt so bad. I, I didn't stay out too late because I was worried about her. And I came home and I could tell she was really stressed. Oh, yeah. And I went into, I couldn't figure out. I went into my closet and she had been hiding in my closet. Oh, no. Well, at least she found a safe haven yeah. of sorts in there. The closet's probably quieter with clothes and stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, I could <laughs> I, I had drool on the carpet. Oh, no. That's so sad. Thing. Yeah. We, we had no. to get a head wrap and, and stuff to keep the sound out for the dogs, though. I oh. like fireworks, but the dogs are, are definitely not a fan. Yeah. So I guess they were okay, though, because you were home. Um, yeah, no. No. <laughs> they weren't yeah. doing great. We were sitting on the couch and holding them. And yeah, it oh. was, you know, it is what it is. Dogs are worth it, though. Oh, they are. What kind of dog is it? Um, so he is a Border Collie chocolate lab mix. And then we also just got another rescue a few months ago. We're not sure what she is, but she looks kind of um, Australian cattle dog, maybe German Shepherd. We're not totally Aww. sure. She could be anything. So <laughs> yeah, mine's a rescue too. She's half um, golden retriever and half cattle dog. Australian oh, that's great. Dog. Yeah. So they're similar. They're very, um, they're really smart but they're very high strung. Yeah, loves exactly. Play. She loves to play, but she's the only dog I've ever seen that does not like the water. Is that shocking? Oh, Especially really? Just... if she's half golden. She does not like the water. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Our dogs are wary of the water. They haven't had a bunch of experience, but yeah. we were trying to get them in the pool yesterday and they, they wouldn't were just, nah. <laughs> no, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, before we started talking about our barking dogs, we were talking about motion. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where so, were we? Um, so yeah, I, I created a tutorial taking that animation tool from motion. And what's so powerful is you can publish all the different parameters from motion as essentially a plugin or a template for Final Cut Pro. Hmm. So I was able to take those really powerful animation tools and bring them into Final Cut Pro. And that's kind of what the most recent tutorial unpacked. I also have a large amount of tutorials, you know, covering from the beginner's basics and, and jump starting into motion in 13 minutes or less. And, and a lot of different concepts like that on the channel. So that's kind of the approach I take is not only teaching the beginner stuff, but also teaching them how to utilize that to create templates and plugins for Final Cut Pro. Tell us the name of your channel. 
Yeah. Pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Dylan Bates, the Final Cut Bro. I just want the Final Cut Bro. But the problem is, is YouTube was throwing my channel way down in search because it kept thinking people were searching Final Cut Pro. So I had to add my name to the front. Now it's a really long name and I don't like that, but you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Well, that's okay. Dylan Bates, the Final Cut Bro. B-R-O. I love that. So if you guys are listening to this and actually a lot, I'm surprised a lot of people do listen to the show on their desktop, which is surprising. You would think most people, given that it's a podcast, would be on mobile. But I think because it's tech oriented, a lot of people are working and they've got their monitors up and they're exactly. listening. Exactly. So if you want to pull up Dylan's YouTube channel while we're talking, that would be kind of cool. It'll help you visually. It's really, it's really wonderful. I like your graphics too. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that I've been learning along the journey. So I I don't have any background in graphic design or anything, but there's a billion YouTube videos out there that'll show you a thing or two. So (laughs) So how are you making those? Um, So I'm using Affinity Photo and Pixelmator Pro, both kind of in tandem for, for various different applications. So, but mostly Affinity Photo and uh, I've been trying to take the basics of Photoshop and and integrate that into Affinity, and it's been working really well. I'm just not huge on subscriptions, so any way I can save a buck, I'll I'll do it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm getting so tired of them. <laughs> it's, you know, somebody. I was talking to somebody the other day about subs- the subscription model, and he was talking about this one app. But it's only going to cost nineteen dollars a month, and he said it's not the nineteen dollars a month. It's 19 times 12 times however many apps yeah. you have. And it's getting really, really prohibitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your Final Cut videos. I think one of the last one intrigued me. and I haven't had time to watch it yet. I'm sorry, but it was 10 mistakes that we're all making with Final Cut. Yes. Can you talk to us about that? Give us a little preview of that. Absolutely. So, you know, what was fun is I got to go to a conference two weeks ago, I think for VidCon and just learned the YouTube trade. But one of my closest YouTube friends, uh, Dylan John, the other Dylan of the Final Cut editing world was there. So we were able to collab together and create a massive list of just different Final Cut Pro tips. And uh, so, yeah, basically we just kind of each took a turn breaking down something that you might be doing wrong in Final Cut Pro and showing a better way to do it. So uh, I went on your channel and one of the latest videos is that I think it's the top 10 mistakes people make using Final Cut. And I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but can you tell me one or two? Yes. So, well, what was really cool about that is um, I actually got to attend VidCon uh, about two weeks ago with a very close friend of mine, Dylan John, who I lovingly refer to as the other Dylan for Final Cut Pro. Basically, we were able to take turns showcasing different mistakes mistakes that um, we think people make in editing. And so what I was able to showcase, a couple of them, one is when people take a compound clip and they need to duplicate that compound clip later in the project, right? And so what they'll do is they'll break apart that compound clip, make their changes, and then recompound clip it. But there's actually a function in Final Cut Pro where you can essentially select a new parent clip and it duplicates that compound clip as a new instance. So you can make all your changes inside of that compound clip and it will not affect any of the others. 
But another mistake people make a lot of the time is when they are removing effects in Final Cut Pro. So there's two different buttons, and I don't know why they have these buttons that are so similar. Um, they should just cut some of these, but one <laughs> is it says remove effects, one says remove attributes. And if you select remove effects on your clip, it's going to delete all the effects, all of your retiming, all of your transforms, everything gone, no options to get those back. So if you select remove attributes, it actually gives you a nice little handy window that you can go in and select the exact effects that you want to remove, which saves you a lot of time and just gives you more power in your editing. That's kind of similar to the feature that they have. I know when I'm editing audio, uh, sometimes I will right click on the track and I'll ask it to show me the video or the audio. <laughs> what do they call it? Animations. They call it uh, animations, I think. Yeah, and they it'll, do. It'll get the drop down menu because sometimes if I'm using like Isotope or something to clear up a guest's audio, I won't have to do that with you, by the way, because you're audio. Oh, good. <laughs> But a lot of times, you know, we always tell people, please bring a good mic, but sometimes they're on their earbuds or something and they sound yeah. like they're in a trash can. Right. So I, I will sometimes drag an effect on there and it, it'll either work or it won't. And if I click on that, click on show the audio attributes, I can then unclick it because sometimes it's further back and you just can't use the delete, you know, undo. Key. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I think I think is similar to what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, that's spot on. So yeah. it's just a, a, another handy feature that Final Cut has in a hidden menu. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, these are good tips. Why did you decide to use Final Cut to begin with? I'm curious about that. Yeah, so that, you know, that probably stems back from when I was a wee lad, when I was nine years old. Um, my dad's actually a filmmaker and he directs a lot of commercials. And so he actually had Final Cut six or seven or what one of those ancient final cut pros maybe four i don't know and so as his son i got access to final cut pro as well so i got to start kind of editing with real professional tools which was so cool as a kid and yeah. um I'm, I'm just very grateful for that so um i started in final cut and then it was right at the the perfect time i wasn't truly doing any professional editing but final cut 10 was coming out and at that time, a lot of professionals were jumping ship, going to Premiere or whatever. But for me, it was perfect because it was professional editing software with a very minimal interface that I could just very clearly understand. So I was able to go out and save up lawn mowing money. Um, I saved up $300. I bought who knows how many iTunes gift cards to make it happen. And, uh, and I bought Final Cut Pro 10 with that. And so what's been huge is you know my at that time i think i was 13 or so my 13 year old self bought software that is making me money now as i'm 27 and i think that is so cool that it was a one-time purchase i haven't had to spend any more money editing in final cut pro so that you know that's been huge for me yeah that's that's amazing that takes us back to we hate the subscription models yeah exactly oh, yeah <laughs> please i wish these companies would stop doing that really i really please 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 let's pray for an end to the subscription model yes 100 uh, percent. yeah so you managed to make this the jump from seven to ten i had i had a little bit of a lag there because i i was so proficient 
I, or I feel I'm self-taught. I'm not nearly as good as you are, but I was using Final Cut 10 all, or 7 all the time. And when they moved to 10, it sounded awesome. But I had so many projects I was in the middle of. I didn't want to switch over to 10, but I did finally, I finally bit the bullet and I said, well, I just have to risk it. And you bridged the gap. <laughs> I did. I jumped over the chasm from seven to 10. And you know what? I haven't looked back. I think it's, it's been working really great for me. I even edit audio in. Yeah. It's... Do you, do you have tutorials about that too? I have a few audio tutorials. Um, I try and stay in the lane of stuff that I know really well. So okay. I don't make a ton of audio tutorials and I don't make a lot of color grading tutorials because those mm -hmm. two realms, I am I hire somebody else to do it. Good for but, you. Um, but there are a few audio effects and stuff that, that I touch on in my tutorials. Well, that's awesome. So I'm just really curious. Not necessary, but I'm curious, do you use any OWC equipment in your studio there or in your work? Absolutely. So I've been actually using OWC for quite some time. The last three computers I've purchased, um, I was installing OWC stuff. I was using hard drives. And then more recently, I do have several OWC hard drives that I, I use for backups and everything, and they're very reliable. So I love using OWC. Oh, that's awesome. That's good news. I like I like hearing that. I'm I'm kind of OWC family over here. I've been buying their stuff for years and years. That's actually how I met them and how I ended up doing this show is because it's I've a been great a partnership. Yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> wonderful. I I have to thank this is a good opportunity to right now to thank Larry O'Connor and everybody at OWC for letting me do this show and for sponsoring the show so I can meet new friends like you and talk to really smart people all the time. I just, I really, really love it. I just love it. It's a great way for me to also pay my rent. <laughs> hey, we love paying rent. So, <laughs> you know, but back to gear, we were talking about gear. Um, you want to give us a little tour of what you use to create your videos on YouTube? Yeah, Is that sure. A keyboard in the background. You know, I, yeah, I got a, a piano over here and it, it's become a decoration. I don't get to play it as much as I would like. But yeah, it's just kind of there, quick play? stress relief. Yeah, I do play piano, um, oh. come from a, a musical family. And that, you know, that's huge in video editing because you're you're trying to make the music flow with the dialogue and everything. So learning music as a video editor is uh, a huge and essential skill, I think. But um, so I, I do have that keyboard and then I have another keyboard. I got my MX Master 3 keyboard. So that's, you know, great. And I got the, the MX keys because, you know, I'm a cliche in YouTube. And if the YouTubers <laughs> say you got to buy it, then you got to buy it. So that's what I've done. Um, <laughs> and then my main camera is the the Sony a7S III, which again, was probably seen as cliche at this point. But it's the first camera I've had that it just captures the image how I envision it in my head. And so I love it. I'm I stopped watching YouTube camera videos because it just met all my needs. So that's, you know, kind of what I shoot everything on. And I shoot commercial work and, and all that too on it. So it's really been great for me. Um, and then I've got the the M1 Max um, laptop, absolute game changer. I never saw myself using a laptop. And then uh, Apple dropped Apple Silicon and it it's changed everything for me. I love having this laptop. So um, I don't know if I would ever go back to a desktop computer, honestly, because it's been so versatile. It makes it so I can travel really easily and edit on a plane or whatever. But I have all the power that I need. So that's kind of my main editing machine. 
And then I have this old blue Yeti mic that it's, you know, it's doing great. It's, 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 it's great. worked for me. You EQ it a bit in Final Cut and it sounds great. So I've been using this blue Yeti mic for quite some time, though I am looking for an upgrade. So we'll see if that happens. But um, yeah, that's kind of, oh, and then I've got, I forget. Oh, it's a Draycast light. It's a mm-hmm. big one by one LED panel that just mm-hmm. kind of sits up in the corner and mm-hmm. it's got a softbox on it just so I mm-hmm. have some some decent lighting and it's just a real easy I have it set up as a shortcut on my watch so I just tell Siri to turn on my I call it the streaming setup and once I do that everything's set and I start recording. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, cuz it looks good. I I have an A7S uh and I'm not using it. Now I'm really okay, I'm really curious about this cuz I'm I have th- two monitors used for editing and then uh-huh. in the middle i have a canal hout whatever it's called teleprompter which i very rarely use but oh, i yeah. use it i put my ipad on there so that becomes my third monitor what are you looking at are you do you have another monitor right in front of you near the camera or how are you doing that you know i've just gotten used to staring into the black abyss of my lens oh, but i've thought about yeah. getting a teleprompter um but that's one big thing for me on my channels i really want it to feel almost like somebody's watching over my shoulder yeah um, and learning so that's just been the style i chose i i used to try scripting but it was just taking so much more time and i was like i could be getting way more yeah. videos out if i just learned how to deliver um without a teleprompter so that's yeah. been huge for me but yeah nothing just staring straight into the lens and and wow. pretending like i have a best friend there <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at that see i use i don't use the teleprompter for scripts i use it as a third monitor actually because it's mirroring my ipad and my i i moved zoom over onto my ipad so i'm now that's looking so at you, smart looking at you but it's uh it's actually horizontally flipped so that's a little oh it throws you off a little bit (laughs) yeah but you know people ask me how do you do your show and i have a cliched mic i have the sure what is it the sure sm7b that everybody seems to be using hey if Um, it ain't broke (laughs) yeah just keep using it (laughs) i like it there's you know there's a reason why things become cliches on the internet as everybody's using them successfully. And that's one part of it that I really like, because you can get the information you need just mm-hmm. by searching around, searching around in there. So I'm curious about making a living on YouTube. There's some advice you can give to people who, because everybody's going, okay, I, I don't want to work for somebody else. I'm tired of that. I want to be my own boss and I want to work remote and I want to be able to work from home. It's pluses and minuses about that, that we could talk about another yeah. time. <laughs> Sometimes I was thinking this morning, I'm going to get an office. I'm going to get an office again. And because during the pandemic, we moved everything here. You know what? There's something nice about being able to just drink your coffee. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I was on a call right before this um, to the, our new producer for the show, Carrie Driest, who you've met through emails. I'm uh-huh. really excited to have her on board to help me with some of the details. And we just got to, cause she's, she's new. So we're going through everything. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have a half an hour and I'm still in my running clothes yeah. <laughs> drinking coffee. I got to go get dressed, uh, but that's one of the positives of working from home. And we don't mind that your dog barks in the background. You so get used to it. <laughs> it's fine. You know what? 
I actually have to keep the door closed because Pebbles will come in here and try to climb on my lap. Yep. Uh, That's my dogs too. (laughs) Yeah. God. So we were talking about making a living on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some, what's some advice you can give to others who want to collect that revenue? And can you really make a living doing it? Yeah. You know, okay. So when I started YouTube, my first year, I made almost nothing on YouTube, but I was very intentional knowing that in the long run, it's going to pay off. So it was a full-time job on top of my full-time job. And that's something you really have to consider is it's going to take work, Mm -hmm. but over time, I've been able to build up a whole lot of different revenue streams from YouTube. And I've been very fortunate because from learning Apple motion specifically, I was able to create plugins for Final Cut Pro and sell those. And as a digital product, I have infinite stock. So that thing can just keep selling for all time. So I'm making money off of plugins that I developed two years ago, and maybe I've dropped an update here and there for them. But that has been a really powerful revenue stream for me specifically. And then um, a lot of people imagine that they can't get channel sponsorships early on. So they'll think, oh, I can get a sponsorship when I have 10,000 subscribers or or whatever. And it's true, you do have more numbers to show to the sponsor and it's a, you know, a more appetizing offer for them. But I think if you present your channel in the right light, you're able to show that you have people on your channel that respond to the stuff that you show. Sponsors will come alongside you. And that was huge for me. I was able to get sponsorships from, I think I was around six to 8,000 subscribers. And that was huge in making it so I could go full-time on YouTube very early on. Mm -hmm. So I was able to go full-time at 13,000 subscribers and 13,000, it might sound like a huge number to some people, but in the grand scheme of things on YouTube, 13,000 is the smallest fish in the pond and uh, people don't know you exist. So 13,000 subscribers was huge for me to be able to go full-time at that level. And I was able to really present my value to sponsors and just say, look, I might not be reaching 100,000 views, right? But I do have 1,000 views, and these 1,000 views are very dedicated people who they, they listen to what I'm selling, and I love your product. It's so easy for me to sell your product. Right. Would you be interested in me sharing this on the channel? And they were totally willing to do that. Yeah. And you don't always have to be making a massive amount of money from every sponsorship early on. You can start out, just get a flow for how you communicate with them. And then slowly you can start building up your rates and eventually you can go full time. And it, it doesn't take that long once you start doing your first few sponsored videos. Mm-hmm. I think in the ad world, in marketing speak, what I would say is that your sponsorships, your uh, the vendors that are sponsoring you are getting advertising with no clutter. The people that come to your channel are there because they want to be. And so they can target what you're selling to their products. And it's a wonderful marriage. And I think that's true for, for anybody. If you If you have a flow, if you have something that you're targeting, People are going to come to that channel on YouTube because they want that specific thing. And, you know, in the, in the, in the early days of, and I'm older than you are in the early days of YouTube and online marketing, uh, we kept being told, well, we're not going to even look at you unless you have 20,000 subscribers. 
right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And, but that has changed. And I think that's a great tip for everybody listening. Listen to what Dylan is saying, because he doesn't have any clutter. His sponsors are going on his show because they're getting exactly what they need to market mm-hmm. to their customers. And that's a, that is really a, a, a great marriage. I'm just really curious. Are there, you've already mentioned one person, are there people on YouTube or on the internet that you kind of admire that you think are great at doing what they do? Absolutely. There, there are so many. Um, I'm going to do my very best to speak on all of them because all these people mean so much to me. One really close friend I've actually created over time, I didn't create them, but I've made over time is uh, Matthew O'Brien. He is a phenomenal Final Cut Pro YouTuber. So he and I have um, had a really close relationship and we've actually been able to meet up at NAB. Um, there's Raphael Ludwig, who's also a great channel. He's been diving deep into using AI tools for video editors. So that's been huge. Serge M, you can look him up on YouTube. Amazing YouTube channel. He's really great at dissecting stuff in a way that just the most beginner editor can understand and he's just really really gifted in that brad west amazing youtuber again he's got that gifting where he can just break down complex topics and make it so simple for you to understand and he's got great graphics and transitions and all that stuff that happens on youtube for our listeners what dylan is showing us right now is that on the internet or in traditional business or in life, it's really about relationships. And and I'm going to let you finish your list, but I do want to say that it's really refreshing to hear you talking like this. And I think this is a big part of why you're so successful because we are of service to other people, right? Everything we do is of service to other people. And that should and does include people that we would think of as our competitors, because Mm. my theory is if you're good at what you do, they're going to come to you and sharing the the joy of knowing somebody that does something similar is, is just wonderful. It's just good for everybody. And, and it feels good to do that, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's That was what was interesting to me is, again, you would think of them as competitors, but these guys are my closest friends now on YouTube. And sure, we're, we're trying to get a view over their channel, right? But in the grand scheme of things, there is so much of YouTube to go around. You don't really have to be stressed about who's getting more views than the other person. And I think that all of our channels are growing way faster because we've been all able, we've been able to come alongside each other. Mm-hmm. We have a Discord channel. We're all chatting every single day. We're sharing, you know, how we're working with a sponsor or who's a great sponsor for the channel. We're giving recommendations to everybody. So it's really more valuable to rather than isolate yourself on YouTube and think you're the only creator that can make these videos to really look at the giftings of other creators and, you know, not take advantage of them, but use them to your benefit and to their benefit. You offer your services to them. They offer your services to you. And it's just really a powerful community that you can build. That's awesome. So look down at your list again and tell me who you might have. All right. Mentioned. All right. Here we go. You <laughs> we guys don't are all getting shout outs. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I got Brian Francisco, amazing Final Cut creator. Chadwick Schultz, who's actually, he's a really amazing DaVinci Resolve creator. And uh, he's been a close friend. We've been able to meet at NAB. So if you're in DaVinci Resolve, go check his channel out. Cody Warner, he's amazing at talking about kind of the creator economy and 
working with sponsors. So I love Cody Warner, Josh Satin, amazing YouTuber. He built a channel about farming to 200,000 subscribers or something. And then he started from ground zero. He's gone into cameras and lenses and um, he's built that up to over 20,000 subscribers. Just a really cool person in real life. So that's what's been amazing is getting to meet these guys face to face and uh, and find out that they're just like they present online, if not even better, because you really get to see the human side of them. Man, there, there's so many. Jason Herman, amazing camera channel, and Kevin Colby, who he's got great Final Cut content and YouTube creating content. So I think, I think, did I get them all? Brandon Talbot, amazing <laughs> fitness creator, and uh, and he's, you know, he's also started his camera channel, and I am just absolutely loving it. Caffeine and Cameras, I believe is what it's called. So he gets into the really big, expensive, you know, red cameras and stuff, and um, he is just the most gifted fitness YouTuber ever in the camera world, and it makes me mad because uh -huh. his gifting is in both realms, and I, I don't know how he can have that much gifting, so... <laughs> Go, go check out Brandon Talbot as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it. You've got it in filmmaking and in, in the YouTube Final Cut, bro. You've got it. This is, you know what? You're making me wish we could have, wish we could have a Zoom party and invite everybody to just come. That would be so much one fun. Morning. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's do uh, it. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm, I'm right now finishing up an edit on an interview that I did with Larry O'Connor, who's the owner of, of OWC other world computing and uh -huh. he is uh on the I believe he's on the board or a big supporter of kiss the ground which is about regenerative farming regenerative oh, agriculture. interesting yeah yeah and i've been i have been interviewing farmers and ranchers for many years and and so all that that whole list they sound like great people let's do that let's offline we're going to find a time we'll have a party <laughs> that sounds great i would love that we all love party. hanging out with each other so <laughs> yeah you know i was going to ask you about ai and whether or not ai is already affecting what you're doing or what how you feel about it. i know you mentioned one of your friends really deals with that and everybody's talking about it. it's almost I almost hate to ask the question again, but I am just curious. Yeah, you know, AI is, it's so interesting to me. I think that you can take two sides. You can be scared that it's gonna take your job or you can use it to your advantage. So I'm definitely on the more use it to my advantage until it takes my job. And hopefully I can go live on a yacht somewhere with AI <laughs> doing all my work for me. But yeah, AI has drastically affected the way I work, whether that's, you know, coming up with thumbnails and titles or um, even I've been using it to massively cut down my videos very quickly. So I'll have about an hour long recording session for my tutorials because it's not scripted and it just sucks out all that time, gets it down to, you know, 15 minutes and I just delete the bad takes and call it a day. So seriously, is, what are you yeah. using to do that with? Um, I am using Time Bolt, which is just exceptional and i'm actually going to hopefully review that on the channel really soon and okay. they have a lifetime license which i'm a big fan of but um a lot of my friends have also been using gling and gling will actually automatically remove any of your bad takes and uh and all that stuff but it is a subscription model so that's kind of keeping it yeah. at arm's distance yeah that's g-l-i-n-g gling yeah g-l-i-n-g very it would be amazing for uh, a podcast setup too and just take out all the dead air and bad mistakes, it gives you a big old transcript and you can just select lines and delete it. And then it pumps out an XML and 
you go on your merry way, you're done. So, um, so yeah, AI has drastically changed the way I personally work with editing and, uh, and I'm loving it. In fact, I sent you a photo today where I'm holding a camera or whatever behind the scenes. And there was two people in the background. And so I used Photoshop's generative AI and took those people right out. So it's <laughs> just me That's in there. Awesome. And you, you would never know. <laughs> so I'm curious about um, Gling. Do you, are you able to see the video while you're working on the edit or is it, are you just working from text? Yes. So yeah, you can see the video while okay. you're editing and, um, and it gives you the text alongside that. Now I haven't used mm -hmm. Gling a ton, but my friend Dylan John and Raphael Ludwig, they both have exceptional videos on Gling. So you can go check out their channel okay. for, for more information on that. You guys need to look at Builder NLE from the guys at Lumberjack because Builder NLE is text-based editing, but it does a lot more. I, I actually use that every day for my podcasts and my audio and my oh, video. Great. There you because go. It does the same thing. It's drag and drop text editing, but it also does things like it out. It it marries with Final Cut really easily. You yeah. export the XML. You get free transcription in sixteen languages. Oh my gosh! And then gosh. you bring it. You bring that into Builder. It does a batch, and you know you can transcribe any of the clips you want. Uh huh. And then you just start building your story. And when you take it back to Final Cut, you've got a rough cut that you can then add B roll or whatever you want. But what I also love about it lately is it automatically, if you want, it will do all the captioning for you. Oh, so, that's huge. Yeah, because I'm right, working a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm working with a lot of people who have disabilities. Yeah. And and it's really, really important to help. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so. I, I've been wanting to get more into the caption side on YouTube oh, okay. just because I, I found that or most people are, you know, scrolling through YouTube and they're not actually watching the video. They're right. reading the captions on the little thumbnails. So, Oh, and those um, captions, those automatic captions just suck. Yeah. They're so <laughs> bad. So that they're would be really amazing. Bad. Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> you can fix the ones in builder really easily. That's I, we'll great. talk about that. So Dylan, I'm, I'm really proud of you. What are you most proud of, of everything that you've done so far with all of this? <sighs> what, what are you most proud of? You know, Oh, what am I most proud of? I don't know. It, honestly, I'm very proud to to have a really strong YouTube channel that just keeps growing. I think that's so cool. That was a dream of mine for so long. And I just I can't believe that I get to live that dream. So I think that's what I'm most proud of. So what what do you think is in your future? Something you haven't done yet that's on your bucket list? <sighs> Man, I don't know, because life's pretty good right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could. I could see myself starting some other channels on YouTube and maybe hiring an editor to 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 kind of help me do that. So probably hire on my brother, who's a way better editor than I am, but he's in the music industry. So I don't oh, know. Awesome. He gets all that talent. So <laughs> so I'd probably take him on if I can. And uh, and I've been really interested in, in creating other YouTube channels around VFX stuff. I love that realm and Blender, even DaVinci Resolve. I could be the DaVinci Resolve bro. And uh, so I'm interested in that, but I'm also really just focusing on growing this channel as best as I can. Well, you're doing an awesome job. I know that people just love what you do and it's really helpful. It's very, very helpful. So Good, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. And I, I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been fun talking to you. We're going to have to do this once in a while. You're in the OWC family now. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I, I've had a blast. 
Well, you guys listening, remember what I tell you every episode, get up off your chairs and go do something wonderful today. He's Dylan Bates. I'm Serena Catania, and you've been listening to OWC Radio. Radio.